Great morning to all of you. Thank you so much for joining me. It's 10 minutes after 7. It is now 33 degrees in the beautiful capital city of Columbia, South Carolina. We are live right now on podcast networks all over the world. We're live on Breaker Podcast, Anchor Podcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and Radio Public. Thank you for joining me today. We are live right now. I just want to say to all of you today, thank you for joining me right now today. Man, I am so happy today that we're on episode 541. 541 today. So, let me tell you something about God. When you least expect it with God. God can do the miraculous. God can do the miraculous. When you think God can't do it, God can do it. God can do amazing things when you think that he can't do it. But God can do it. He can do it today. So, Yesterday on the broadcast of Kingdom Vision Church, yesterday of Dr. Sydney White. Dr. Sydney White, when I tell you that this woman of God is so powerful, she is powerful and always had a word. But guess what? Dr. White had a word yesterday, but someone else took over. Someone else took over the 11 o'clock service yesterday. And I think what I'm going to do today, um, after after I do my show, after I do that, then we're going to go into the broadcast of Kingdom Vision Church with one of my dear friends in the gospel. His name is Brother Russell or Deacon Russell Hawkins and. When I tell you this man is, I mean, he has a testimony that will really, really blow your mind. I mean, I'm going to, Ashley, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to, I'm actually going to pull that recording here so um, you can hear his, this amazing man of God's testimony here. So, um. Actually, I'm just putting in the recording here. I say I'm telling my team right now to get it ready um, for it. So whenever uh, we get there, we will we will go there on that here. Uh, it's 7.14 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, we're about to get ready to go into our devotional today. Um, and our devotional is part is actually another part of this Lent series that we're doing titled Journey, titled Journey. And we're going to do that right now. Let me just get that here for a second here. Deacon Ru Russell Hawkins here today. Uh, I'm just going to go back a little bit here. Okay. Okay. So. Here we go with our with with the devotional for this day. Jesus gave 
some of his challenging teaching when the crowds are at his largest. Jesus asked them, are you willing to listen? He then dishes out some of the hardest to follow teaching in the Bible. His teaching runs counter to almost everything being taught in the world. It certainly isn't easy to live out. These verses make me uncomfortable because I know I often fall short. It's so easy to put myself first instead of others. Thankfully, in those moments when we get it right, we also know that the reward of this type of living can bring, I guess, to the point. Living kingdom requires more than just words, more than just attitudes. Jesus cares about our actions. How we treat others really matters. Good morning to Stormy Who. Thank you for joining me. Um, it's 7.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and we are on, actually we are on day six of the series titled Lent journey according to luke and the nuggets that i got from this today is jesus challenge crowds at their largest the most challenging teaching so in the devotional and it was a short devotional today it says jesus seemed to give his most challenging teachings when the crowds are at their largest and jesus say these words are you willing to listen? Are you willing to listen? So his teaching ran into the counter to almost everything that is being taught in this world. So is we fall short of the glory of God. We always fall short of the glory of God. So let me say this today. Are you willing to listen? Are you willing to listen to God? Are you willing to listen to his direction? Are you willing to listen to what God is trying to tell you? God only wants you. You. God wants you to listen. Just listen. He wants you to be attentive of his guidance. He wants you to be attentive of his glory. He wants the best for your life. He wants the best for your life. And my question today is, are you willing to listen? How we treat others really matters. How we treat others really matters it's 7 18 a.m eastern standard time uh we're going to go into the bible verse for this day and we're just going to go into um luke chapter 6 verses 27 through 28 and the bible says 
I say unto you, which hear, love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. Verse 28 says, bless them that curse you and pray for them which despitefully use you. So we all have enemies. We all have enemies that that does not like what we stand for. What we stand for. So love your neighbors. Verse 27 from the book of Luke chapter 6. Love your enemies. Do good to them which hate you. So the Lord just said in his word, do good to them which hates you. Let's do that, saints of God. Even though we have enemies that hate us, but guess what? Just do good to them that hates you. That's my devotional for this day today, y'all. So, I got one announcement that I want to say to you. Sister Shelly, join Sister Shelly today at 9 a.m. for the broadcast of That Devoted Life. That Devoted Life as she's continuing her monthly series titled Standing Acclimated. Stand Acclimated. Please join Sister Shelly today at 9 a.m. for the broadcast of That Devoted Life. Amen. Amen. Now, here's part two of my uh, of my broadcast today. Brother Russell Hawkins did a testimony yesterday on the broadcast yesterday, and I'm going to go into that right now. Um, if I can just tell my team to get get this situated here today, um, man, this is this this is such an amazing testimony that brother Haw brother Hawkins did yesterday, and. And here we go. I'm going to post that right now. So here's Brother Hawkins today. Amen. His testimony is so on point uh, for the service today. So I want you to put your hands together and give a warm KBC welcome to Brother Russell Good morning, y'all. Pastor Cindy called me uh, a couple of days. And you know, she got a way of getting to me. Can't tell her no, but I like to So, you know, God gave me something to share with everybody that had been in problems with addiction. When I first got started, it was, uh, well, let me, let me back up. I always had love for money. Even from a little boy, I would do whatever I can to get money. 
So my father, he was, he was kind of cheap. He never did it, but he told me some lessons. And you go out and make your money, you keep it. And I did. And so as my life started to progress, and I got about 16, 17 years old, I bought, I bought my first car. And um, he told me, he said, well, he said, I'm trying to raise men in my household. He said, the only way you can do that is to be responsible. And so he made me responsible. But I took that responsibility and turned it around and went the other way with it. And so in 1973, Seven, I'm an old fellow, but I got introduced to marijuana in high school. And so I started smoking and getting high going to parties and stuff like that. And uh, after a while, I met this guy. I was always attracted to guys that was a lot older than me because they trusted me because of the way I carried myself. And so he told me, he said, Russell, I'm not going to call them names today because we're on Facebook. But he said, I know a way you can make money. Man, he said, that the light went off in my head and I'm ready. So I started selling nickel bags. Don't even know if y'all remember that. But I used to sell them. And so I started making a little bit of money. And so, but I was still going to school out in the middle of the town to be a cop. So I did two years up there, and then 76, after I got out of school, my uncle was a master cop in Detroit. And he told me, he said, Ross, I'll get your career started to come up here. So I went up there, and I lived with him for a while. So I would have an attraction to the street a long time. So I got, you know, I used to watch these guys on the corner down here. They make some serious money. And so I got, got in and involved with them. And so they got me set up in the market. And so I started making money. I was going to school and my mom told me, she said, I'm going to tell you something right now. She said, you get in trouble. She said, you on your own. It's your enough. I got myself in some trouble. I was riding down the freeway one night, slipping the junk, and the police stopped me. And they shined the light on me and made me pull over. So they found a half an ounce of weed in front of the seat. Well, I knew I was going back then. But let me tell you something now. God had his hands on me. Yes. Long time ago. So anyway, they pulled me over. God told me, he said, look, he said, I've been waiting to get some of some of y'all for a long time. He said, you're going down tonight, you're going to fry. So it just happened to be a um, robbery in progress in that area. And so they had to go. So he, they, they uh, took me, he, he gave it back to me. I'm like, yeah, pretty cool now. So anyway, he thought about it, he took the bag back from his stuff and I was on the freeway, which he didn't have. And so, 
Okay, for those that that's 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 coming on to the show today, uh, you're hearing the sounds of one of my dearest friends in the gospel, Brother Russell Hawkins. Uh, he's doing a testimony. He's doing a personal life-changing testimony about him when he was on drugs. And when I tell you Brother Russell was on drugs heavily, he was on drugs heavily. And I will continue playing this for another like five to ten minutes. So I'll let you hear it. And I'm going to tell you, it's going to make you rethink about a lot of things, even about what's really out there in this world. Here we go. And usually I take people with me. This particular time, I did. I let my go everything. So I, I knew this guy, but I didn't know him that good. And you know everybody doing drugs is a crime. All of them. You can't call the cop if you rip you off. So you know the street business. You take care of the best way you can. So but anyway, when I got there, he uh, I asked him, I said, well, where's the money? At that time, I was a coach for about a thousand dollars. So he didn't, he was hesitant. I don't know why. So when I went to get the dope out of the car, I turned around and he had done. I did for my head. And he started constantly carrying off. He said, man, you know, give me this and I got him. I can take the time. So at that time, I got in a serious way. I didn't care if he killed me or not. It didn't matter. But you ain't gonna pump me like this. So I managed to get the gun from him. But before then, he pulled the trigger two times. And the gun ain't no more. So I'm not thinking about God at that time. You know, God is the first thing for my life. So but anyway, I managed to get the gun from him. And I did the same thing with him, still with him. So what I did is I took the butt of the gun and hit him over here, and I took his money. And I went back. And at that time, when you do 
something like that, it's pretty, pretty critical. Go I had a most respect for the people that I dealt with. So anyway, I stayed in Detroit for a while, and then I moved back here. And in 1980, I had a series of deaths in the family. I lost my best friend over there on River Drive. He died in my arms. A week later, my father passed away. I went in the house. So I'm still about maybe 20, 25. And a lot going on in my life. So I'm at another point. I'm very young. He was a lot older than me. And he said, man, come on. He said, I need you to hang out with me. So I did. We got into the business again. So he took me to a place down there in Orangeburg. We used to call the farm. So when I got down there, the guy, he was an ex-cop. And they used to get a lot of drugs and stuff from uh, my area. So I got there that day, and I seen a bunch of guys out there with automatic weapons all over. So I'm telling the guy, I said, man, what are we getting to? He said, man, it'd be cool like you always do. And so I did. So the guy. So, but anyway, I told him, I said, no, I'm not ready for that. So anyway, they took us on a tour. And you guys seen these uh, galvanized garbage cans? We had about six of them right? buried up under a uh, hay cow and all that stuff. So they opened them up, and I seen these bricks. I couldn't make no more money. 
So I started using more and more, and I couldn't kick back. I was doing some kind of thing to me, but so we got into this thing. I don't know if y'all heard of it. They call boosting. You know, you get women to go with you, and you take them to a store, and they got these girls on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So what they do is they go in the store and we go over there and uh, little security thing. You go in there and you distract the man and you take a pair of rocket cutters and cut. Yep, yep. So they stuff and clothes and all kind of clothes down there. So that's how we support our hat. So anyway, we started doing that for a while. And so I decided I wanted to do it myself. Okay, to all of you that just came on, good morning to Adjim40. Thank you for joining me today. Uh, we are listening to the testimony of Brother Russell Hawkins as he was dealing with, he had a drug problem and then all of a sudden he changed his life and had Christ in his life. Here we go. <laughs> So I went to, uh, went to jail over in Racing County for about two months, and I got home. So then, I didn't have a job at that time. So I tried to sell, and couldn't do it because I started playing music again. So after that, so I almost got killed three times. The second time, we went down back down there to the farm with my buddy, and he bought another kilo. So he said, he, he said, I want you to test this out to see what it was. So back during that time, it wasn't crack they called it. We called it free basin. That's when we take cocaine. I don't tell you how to do it now. But that's when you take cocaine and you mix it with something and come back in a rock form and you can smoke it. So that day he told me, he said, man, he said, this stuff is 100% pure. He said, so don't smoke too much. See, me, I'm thinking I can have it. And I did. And I was okay. I stayed at his house for about, I don't know, three days. And I finally came around. But you see, God was still with me. You know, I could have been gone again. So anyway, I kept going and kept going. And you know, I would ride that train to it all off the tracks. And that's exactly what I did. So, and I think it was 1992. I got caught again, and this time they had charges on me of uh, forgery, fraud, and coke. So I was wasting a little bit of time, and I did, I did one year, not, not quite a year. So after I got out, I went back to the same environment, because that's all I knew. And so anyway, after I got out of that, I was uh, talking to a friend of mine, and he was telling me about a deal. 
I said, man, look at me. I ain't trying to do this no more. He said, well, he said, well, so let's get you back on the field. I said, okay. So I did. That's why I got caught in four months later. Still didn't know that. So I was down on Hebrew Street in Richmond County. And so I had one call. My, my mother and my sister was always telling me about that. You know, Russell, you got to make a decision. And so my sister told me, I talked to her from, from jail, and she said, Russell, she said, you know what? She said, you're going to try a lot of stuff. She said, you struggled your whole life. She said, why don't you try Jesus? And I told her, I said, ma'am, I'm not ready. She said, well, you're facing some time. I said, I can handle that. She said, well, why do that when you don't have to? She said, I'm going to tell you something. She said, Lord, is speaking to me right now. And he's telling me, if you try him, he will show you a miracle. So you know what? Right before the trial, I had a, I, I said, instead of praying, I didn't know what it meant. Oh, that thing. So, See, uh, she said, uh, when you go to court, she said, you watch. Now, I'm going to tell you now, God been with me for a long time. So when I went to court, I didn't have a lawyer, a point of court of lawyer, none of that stuff. And so I knew the lady told me, she said, look, she said, you got a record. She said, I don't think you learned anything yet. She said, so. I'm going to give you five years. So, you know, I wanted to lie about that because it was a little money stuff that they got me with. But I guess the Lord at that time told me, shut up. And she said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going to suspend your sentence upon restitution. And so, they suspended my sentence. She said, restitution. I think it was five thousand dollars. I had no five thousand dollars, so I was gonna go get the single thing. So anyway, when I got home, my mother told me she said, Russell, she said, go out to the mailbox. I said, right now, mama don't feel like you're about. She said, you need to go to the mailbox. My mama was very spiritual, you know. And so I went to the mailbox. This old company I used to work for, uh, Johnson Road. They sent me a check. The check was for six grand. <laughs> I made it for two feet. And you know what? I was right back out there. What I had left, I spent it up in front. So, I got. I messed around, I messed around. And so I was doing pretty good for a while. Man, people come around, you know, when you say you're going to quit, the enemy sends people in your back. Mm -hmm. I see them coming, I go out of the back. Mm -hmm. I see walking down the street, I turn around, I go somewhere. Mm -hmm. This guy told me one day, he said, Russell, he said, look. He said, I'll give you whatever you need right now. I can be comfortable with you. He said, you know how to work the street. 
to isolate you from the world, all worldly things, like, um, you know, watching TV, reading magazines, keeping uh, up with the news. You didn't know what was going on in the world. And so we had every single day, seven days a week, felt the saturation with the word of God. We heard voices all day long. And that right there delivered me from drugs. Facing charges of um, distribution. And so I was telling Pastor White about it. He said, Russell, he said, God, I'm bring me out of this. But let me back up just a little bit. I was on work detail down in Houston. So we would go out to Bishop Hill's place every two or three times a week. And um, I was down there by his pond. And we had a clean up. He got real nice pressure. Real nice. So I seen this guy walking towards me, and it was him. And he told me, he said, it's fine. He said, let me tell you something. He said, you had to come down here. He said, because that was God's design for your life. He said, you tried. Messing with God, you trying to be insane, saving all of this stuff. And I'm trying to figure out how you know all of this. But anyway, he said, sometimes God will take you in a way that you never could believe in order to get you to what he wants you to be. Uh -huh. And so right. I took it back with me. And when I got back, I had a trial. That's what I was with him. Yep. So my lawyer told me, he said, Russell, look, he said, you violated the probation by going out of town in this place. So he said, hey, if I was you, I wouldn't tell the judge that. I said, if I'm, I'm going to be me, I'm telling you everything. Yep. I'm not going to lie. Yep. So you know, there's consequences go with things that you do. That you do. You can be in Christ all you want to, but if you uh, break these consequences. Those are the things that go along with it. So anyway, I uh, got before the judge, and she told me, she said, sir, she said, you, you got a history. Yes, ma'am, I do. She said, uh, why can't you tell me that you've been changed? I said, well, I went to this place down there in Houston for three months. And I got a real good take. And she said, you did? I said, yes, I did. So I was raised in seven to 10 years. So anyway, she said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She said, I'm going to suspend the sentence if you make a restitution. And that's what happened. That's what I did. So anyway, I really got, got myself back in the, in the church, back in the word. I, 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 I just, I can't thank God enough. Hey, what are you doing? All right, y'all. All right. 
It's 10 minutes to 8. You know, I did a little stand it today for Brother Russell Hawkins. Man, this man just brought a testimony that has been life-changing, life-changing today. My name is William T. Pearson. I want to say to all of you, thank you so much for joining me. I got something to say tomorrow because starting in April on Saturdays, I'll be doing William Pearson interviews starting in April. So I'll tell you more about that tomorrow. God bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his everlasting light upon this day today. Amen. sounds of Pastor Charles Jenkins with Keep the Faith Remix. Thank you for joining me today. It's 7.30, 7.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 41 degrees in the beautiful capital city of Columbia, South Carolina. Man, yesterday on the broadcast yesterday, uh, I did the devotional and yesterday um, I also did the recording of the 11 a.m. broadcast for one of my dear friends, um, Brother Russell Hawkins yesterday, and I will tell you that testimony right there is a powerful testimony. Good morning to I Will Flourish Studios. Thank you for joining me today. Man, a lot of people was asking me yesterday about that broadcast yesterday. A lot of people. When I tell you a lot of people ask about it, um, what what I'm going to do today, and I want um, I want First Lady Williams to see um, yesterday that um, our 11 a.m. services, um, I'm going to play uh, a little bit of Brother Russell's um, testimony yesterday. So I hope that you enjoy it, and here we go. But I want to say this too also. I was, uh, that's God. I said, Lord, I said, I need to help people as much as I can get off the drugs the same way that you can people help me. And so I was coming down the road one day, and I just said that. I was talking to him. And he said, my friend ran. Hey, Russell, we get ready to start a uh, drug addiction. Just like that. So now, 
That's what we do. We have the people that's that's connected. And we're going to the country. You know, I became a man of God. But now, I'm king of man of God. Y'all be praying for me. All right, all right. Now, that was the back end of that broadcast. Um, I will post a link from that 11 a.m. broadcast after this broadcast here so you can hear the full, the full testimony of Brother Russell Hawkins. Um, he, yeah, he was on drugs. He was, on, he was heavily on drugs. He was a drug dealer and he was also a junkie. So long story short, you know, his his testimony is a powerful testimony. And now him and Elder Andrew Miller heads up our our ministry that deals with uh, our addiction ministry that deals with people that has drug addiction, that has, you know, addictions, let's just say pornography or whatever. They head up that ministry here at Kingdom Vision Church. And I will tell you right now, Kingdom Vision Church has over 25, when I tell you 25, 25 ministries at KVC, 25. So like I said, we are a powerful ministry here in Columbia. Now we have five locations now. One in Winsboro now, the one that's going to open up on April the 10th. Uh, and we're going to start our services there at 3 p.m. starting April the 10th. Um, Sumter, South Carolina. Also, our main campus in Columbia. Also, a campus in Florence. And also, um, Next Level Christian Center in Greenwood, South Carolina under campus pastors Nathaniel and Natasha Bonaparte. So, I pray today that um, you will listen to that broadcast um, at uh, um, later on when uh, after this broadcast here today. Amen. Amen. So what I'm going to do, we got about to get ready to go to our devotional for this day here. And after that, and then we're going to go from there. Amen. Amen. Here we go with day seven of the series titled Journey According to Luke. And here we go. Living in this world gives us many problems, troubles, and difficulties that we must break. Sometimes coping with them is far beyond our ability. We all need help from our Lord Jesus Christ for those problems in our lives. Watch this. However, we do not give our Lord a chance to say his word. Of course, we pray, but we need to listen to what he says. In this world, leads such complicated lives and are so busy that we often cannot hear his voice. We try to speak to the Lord through our prayers. We keep saying our words. It is time for us to let the Lord say his word. Faith must be simple like that of a Syrian in today's scripture. We have to listen carefully 
and in a focused way to the Lord. If Jesus say his word, it will be done. Let us cut off the unnecessary branches of our lives so that we can bear much fruit. Watch this. Let's stay tuned on the channel of Jesus. Let the Lord say his word about our life problems. There's a solution. Be absolutely positive. What a powerful word today on this edition of Words of Encouragement Podcast, 7.38 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And the nuggets that I got from this today, and I want to say this today about this devotional. And it said in the devotional, if Jesus say his word will be done, it will be done. Let's take away the things that is unnecessary. Let's take away the things that is unnecessary for our lives. We don't need to hang around people that is not positive for our lives. Let's have people that is going to be in our corner. Let's have people that belongs to the kingdom. Let me tell you something about Jonah. Jonah was a prophet. Jonah was a prophet that didn't obey the directions of God. Jonah never obeyed God. Jonah felt that God had had nothing to do for his life. Jonah felt, well, I'm going to do what I have to do. So when God saw that Jonah was being disobedient, watch this. God saw that Jonah was disobedient. And number two, Jonah felt that I'm going to do everything that I'm going to do without God's help. So God said, okay, Jonah, Jonah went to Nevaeh. Jonah went to Nevaeh. And when he went to Nevaeh, watch this, watch this on this broadcast. There was a well. There was a well. And the Lord saw that Jonah was being disobedient and it was stormy. Watch this. When it was stormy and Jonah was at the sea in Nevaeh, watch this. The whale, the whale swallowed up Jonah. The whale swallowed up Jonah. And you know what happened with Jonah? Jonah stayed in the belly of that whale for three days and three nights. Three days and three nights. Jonah was inside that whale's belly. And when Jonah was inside that belly, watch this. Jonah had a different mindset. Jonah had a different mindset. When Jonah had a different mindset, then Jonah felt that, okay, now I'm being, now I'm going to listen to what God is truly telling me. So when Jonah felt that it's time for me to listen to the directions of God, watch this. Watch this, thanks to God. Jonah got, got unswallowed out of the whale's belly. And Jonah, from there, listened to what God 
is saying. Hallelujah. 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 Before I get ready to continue on with this show today, let's not be disobedient to God. Let's listen to everything that he's saying. Let's be obedient to God today. I just want to put that word out there today for somebody that is that needs to listen to this word today. Let's be obedient to God. If God had a vision for your life and for your direction, if God has a vision for your business, follow that direction of what God is telling you about your vision. When you had a vision for your family, if you have a if you have a vision for your children, if you have a vision for your business, watch this. God can make your business successful. Your business is going to thrive with the Christian principles of God. Watch God going to be a success story for your life. When you follow the directions of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I'm so blessed today, y'all, that the Lord has blessed us one more time today to see another day's journey. At 7.43 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I don't know about you right now, but I'm blessed today that the Lord has blessed us one more time today to see another day's journey today. At 7.43 this morning, I'm just happy and blessed. I guess, you know, when when, when you're talking about the goodness of the Lord, everybody else sees how you truly how how you truly are about God and what you are with God today. Amen. Amen. Join Sister Shelly today for the broadcast of That Devoted Life. That Devoted Life. Please join Sister Shelly today at 9 a.m. for the broadcast of That Devoted Life on Instagram Live and on Facebook Live. Why is this man? But anyway, like I said, just join us today. And that was Brother Jabari Johnson with Fix Fight Today. So I pray today that you were blessed by this broadcast today. Uh, My name is William T. Pearson. We're about to go into prayer today for this day today. Uh, It's 745. Here we go today. Here we go. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your presence today. I thank you for your everlasting love for our lives, especially upon this day. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just want to uplift your presence. I want to uplift your love. I want to uplift everything that you've done for us on this day. Father God, let's uplift those persons who has businesses, for those persons who has a vision for their families, a vision for their children, a vision for their ministries, a vision for, you know, multiple streams of income coming in. I pray for the head of the households. I pray that 
their mindsets is making sure that their families are taken care of, that their families are in tune into the vision of the head of the household. I, Father God, I bless the head of the household for families all over the world today. I bless his mindset. I bless his heart. I bless his soul today. I bless that no matter what's going on today, I thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us today. I thank you, Father God, for this word. I thank you, Father God, for just uplifting our minds, hearts, souls, and spirits on this day. It's in the mighty name of Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me at 7.46 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. No matter where we are, Father God, we just want to say thank you. From all God's people today, I want to give shout-outs today to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Also, I want to give a shout-out to my spiritual parents, um, Bishop Dr. Johnny and Dr. Sidney White, Kingdom Vision Church. Also, to Pastor Stephen Holly Futrick of the Elevation Church in Charlotte, North Carolina. Also, uh, Pastor Eric and First Lady Ginyard, and also Doctors Alicia and Larry Garrick Sr., Kingdom Harvest Church in, Ho in Hopkins, South Carolina. And also, I want to give a shout out today uh, to Pastor Melvin and First Lady Melvin are the, uh, of the PRM Church in Fayetteville, North Carolina. And also, Assistant Pastor LaJuan Williams. I want to give a shout out to him today um, and, their, and their wives, First Lady Williams, who's on the line today. And also, I want to give a shout out today uh, to my lovely wife, um, Sister Sheriff Fat Pearson. I want to give a shout out to her today for everything that she's done for my life. I want to give her a shout out. I want to tell you, I love you, baby. I love you. Um, also, um, I want to give a shout out today to you, to you, to you, and to you today. I pray today that you were blessed by this devotional and this broadcast today uh, as we are on episode 542, 542 today, 748 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I thank you today for joining me on the broadcast and may the blessings of God be upon your life. And I'm going to play a little bit of Jabari Johnson's fixed fight. Here we go before we log off. Have a blessed day in the Lord.